Toy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Toy Power, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. G'day, Trent here, and it is wonderful to have your company today for episode 194. This week on Toy Power, we take a look at the new Masters of the Universe Origins line and a little bit about pricing and the future of it now that we know it is coming here to Australia. Then we jump into a review of the boys Season 2. Joining me today in the Toy Power Studio, we've got Ben. G'day, g'day. Frank. Oh, yeah. And Darren. Awesome to be with you all, thank you. All right, so we're going to kick this off with um, a present. What? It's, yeah, a little, little gift here. It has present. come from This wasn't one of, on the run sheet. It wasn't on the run sheet, but it does <laughs> tie into our conversation on a particular topic. And it's it's <laughs> this is courtesy of our friend Chris, or aka Webstore83, um, he wanted to find one for everyone, but he could only get one at this time, and he thought has to be for the for the man here. For so Darren. okay, yeah. So I just so don't know what to say. I'm Christmas for Darren. Absolutely speechless. Unwrapping <laughs> this present that's bringing back memories already, and it's in the shape of it. Look at this. There's a bit of um, wrapping here with a kangaroo. There is. Of, uh, <laughs> happy, and it says "Happy Early Christmas" <laughs> uh, from Chris. Also known as Webster. Um, oh my goodness! <laughs> wow, look at that. I cannot believe that. <laughs> tell it, tell that the audience. Is incredible. Tell the audience that can't see what it is. It is a mid-time card, and the card looks incredible, um, especially when you consider where it's come from. A Masters Universe Origins He-Man. Yeah. Like, oh, look at um, that. And oh my god, it takes me back to Christmas 1983 when that. When the vintage one on such similar packaging was under the tree, you know what? From Santa, you've done well, knows. Webster. We've been waiting thirty years to see a smile like that from Darren, <laughs> and you finally did it. Like, yeah. <laughs> the only thing that better, the better, resident grumpy ass now smiles. The only thing better than getting uh, He Man for Christmas in nineteen eighty three is getting He Man for Christmas like two months early. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's that's very true. Yeah, I'm I'm blown away by that. I can't believe how magical that. Thing looks. And in other the news, card art, it's unpunched as well. Did yeah, I mention nice. that, people? It is completely <laughs> unpunched. In, in, in other news, we've lost Darren for the remainder of this episode. <laughs> He'll just be off in the corner he's admiring just, a new He's toy. just floating. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. is so cool. Can you believe how good they came out? <laughs> yeah, they're pretty the packaging. Like, look yeah. at how true to, to the vintage line that packaging is. Yeah. You can you can <laughs> put together a pretty reasonably priced Minton card. Um, set that that may not be vintage, but it, it looks so damn vintage. It, it does. We're going to be talking about the boys. Have you seen this He Man figure, boys? <laughs> you know, you were talking about the boys. I know another boy. His name's He Man. Well, Most powerful boy in the universe. That's a, a very timely arrival of that figure. Thank you very much, Webstore eighty three. Because we are talking origins now. We have had mm. confirmation. We didn't know. I mean, look, it was going to always be a an exclusive. It's a Walmart exclusive. Yeah. For the year of 2020, and then my understanding was that sort of beyond that, it was probably going to open up to other retailers. And 
clearly it's been solicited here in Australia and a number of the online retail presence have picked it up, started to put images on their site. Some, some of them don't have images yet and they've got the image still coming, but we're starting to see pricing yep. for this. And I guess that we wanted to kind of address that because what what are these retail for in the US? They're sort of a, you go into your Walmarts, you probably $15. pay what, $15. $15 US yeah, is the number that we're hearing branded around at yep. the moment. Yep. So we wanted to have a bit of a chat about what the prices are that we're seeing here and where that kind of lands us or what we're thinking. We've had preliminary discussions about who's in, who's not. We've seen people like Chris Fresh import, yep. you know, get them in and start, you know, trying to build a bit of a collection and just being all accounts now that we've seen it in, in person. Chris was blown away by it. Mm. Very happy to import them. But let's start off with the price. So should we should we talk what we're sort of seeing here in terms of the price? I'll tell you what we're seeing. Too damn expensive. <laughs> to yep. be completely honest. So like, let, well, let's start. Okay, so we'll kick off with what I'm kind of seeing here. There's, and there's a number of SKUs here that we're talking about. Right from the basic figures up to deluxe figures. We've got beasts, we've got vehicles, and we've got grayscale. Just, just, just before we get too deep, what does $15 US uh, translate into US, um, Australian dollars right now? Just that is a very... $22? Uh, we'll $22. Dollars. Right. So that's, that's a base, well, that's a yeah. base uh, uh, measurement. Yep. So well, that's a pure conversion, right? Yes. And, yep. and when we talk about you know, US dollar prices to Australian dollar prices, it de- depends on a number of factors. One is if it's a mass retail release. Yep. And then if it's not, generally those things sort of have shipping built into them and, yep. and various other yep. sort of factors. But is, am I right? Did I get that yep. about? Yep. Rough, rough? Yeah, so yep. freight would be a big part of what you'd factor into it as well. Just to confirm, I just did a quick Google, $21.18 21. is go. yep. what yep. came out. Exactly. Yep. Right, so, so we are probably looking at... RRPs here of $35 for a basic figure between... That's, that's the, 35 is probably the cheapest I've seen it. Yep. Yep. Um, I, one, I saw one site was talking about 30 Okay. See, yeah. at 30 I think I think that's the price point. Now, as to your point, Trent, you're saying there's all these factors. You've obviously got to ship it halfway around the world. Then these, these stores have got to put some sort of profit margin on it to make it worth their while getting in. How many do they get in? All that sort of stuff. I I feel like the, the forgotten factor is are people going to pay it? Are kids going to pay it? Are well, kids see, pay I, it? I, new... I still maintain this yeah. is not a kid's line. Okay. It's All not right. a kid's okay. line. Okay. Okay. My, my, and I was having this conversation before we recorded tonight. My uh, reflection of these Master Universe is like the, um, is, you know, Savage World, DC Savage World yep. and the um, Zorro, is it? What's his name? Is it? Zorn. Zorn. Zorn, Zorn yes. figures and yep, things. Yep, yep. They're done by Funko. Yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. So they were they were twenty bucks, and so some of them were twenty five. Now they're on clearance for ten. Yep. You know, sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. So that's sort of my ballpark imagination. So I think anything over twenty five thirty is asking too much. Agreed. Yeah, that's my concern with it. I'm I'm not sure that they're not aimed at kids. I think they are at least in the US. And and I saw a really interesting video on YouTube from Scott Knightlake actually, the former brand manager of Muscle Universe Classics, talking about how how he sees these as being for kids, and that for a line to survive at retail, it needs to be eighty percent kids, twenty percent collectors to have a shot in a mainstream retail environment. So that's the sort of numbers you're looking at for. You know, for a line like a master's line to succeed, I I agree with Ben. I think 
you need to factor in COVID as well and that some people's incomes have dropped because of that. You need to factor that in. You also need to factor in the competition. Playmates have been putting out, you know, very affordable toys, you know, for, for years now. And, and, and this still not gone up that much. You look at what they've done with even as you know recently as Ninja Turtles um, Rise r- Rise of Ninja uh, Rise of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles you look at what they've been doing and they're $15 yeah they're $15, $15. you've been collecting um, was it Godzilla? yeah ben? yeah the yeah, Godzilla yeah. so $19 for the Playmates Godzilla and then uh, 40 $40 for the uh, Jumbo ones I kind of feel that's the space you got to compete in agreed that's my sense and for t- 40 bucks for a 12 inch from head to tail Godzilla that's a that's yep. a big piece of plastic that you feel you're getting value for yeah. money on i do have a question for you ben because you're more familiar with them than i am what's the articulation like in uh, comparison? five oh you get tail articulation yeah. um so five five points of articulation yeah. but characters like destroyer and things have wings so they've got you know six points of articulations mm. just on the wings yep. alone so yeah right so my sense is for this to succeed in australia right now and for it to be First of all, we want it to be carried in Australia. It probably needs to be in a store like a like a Big W, a Target, a Kmart, a Toy World, a Maya for around that $25 mark mm. with a capacity for it to be out on sale from time to time at a lower price. Particularly when, when a new line debuts, you often see that introductory offer in um, catalogs and, and the like when um, something's offered. So if it's debuting, so if it's settling at $25 as the recommended retail price over here probably needs to debut at about 20 um, for an introductory. Another thing I just thought of is those um, mini bots, the Transformers G1 mini bots are on sale at Kmart for $19. Yes. And and you talk about articulation, that's a transforming robot. Oh, yeah, you don't get any more articulation than that. And they are really good value for money. And they'll pull on the nostalgia strings just as much, if not more, than Mm. these because they are so authentic to the original. So I take your point. That that is a really good comparison. So, just curious, Darren, what makes you say that this is you believe that Origins is aimed at kids? Because I kind of look at it well, completely differently. Part of part of that is, is in a mainstream store. For well, starters, is it going to be because there's been congestion? Well, well, it is in the US. It is in the US. We're talking Australia and the Australian yeah, yeah. price point. There's been conjecture backwards and forwards. I saw a post just the other day where someone reckons they actually rang. I was about to say Hasbro, Mattel, 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 Australia, and yep. basically. You know, the girl said, "Look, I'm 99 sure they're not coming yeah, to your big W." I know. Targets. I did read that as yeah. well. So, and, and, and yeah, she may be confirmation. May well be way, right, so. but she may well be right. Having said that, when I was chasing Master the Universe products, you know, in the early 2000s, I rang Mattel and I got asked, "Are you sure they weren't put out by Hasbro?" So I mean, you know, um, <laughs> we don't know. That's right. Yes, yeah, so, but, but um, oh, look, I would say the US market is totally different to the Australian market. Yep. Price determines who this line is marketed for, yep. in my opinion. If you put these out for $35 on the shelves in your local Kmart, they're not going to move. It's for fanboys and fangirls. Right, it, it yeah. is. And that's why I think at this stage, online stores know they can sell them to collectors, to yep. fans, and, they and they're up. picking them up, right? And, and so, probably and know that people like me are in, especially after right. yeah. having this here now, <laughs> like I'll never in be out, out, out again. And probably the account manager at Kmart saying, no, nah, I'm not going to move these this yeah. stock, this volume of stock at $35. I'm not Correct. even going to order them. Kmart is the perfect example because Kmart have a policy of if it's too expensive, we won't even stock it, not just with toys, but just 
across the board. Yeah. And yeah. and I think a line like this to succeed needs to be in Kmart's and places like that. There's so many of them around the joint that that that, that is crucial. The, the other concern I've seen is there's still a Walmart exclusive so that anyone in Australia that's promising they can have them before Christmas, so to speak, is, um, you know, be wary because uh, they're not going to be on offer until January, January next year. Next year. Yeah. So just be wary of, uh, you know, who you place your order with because, yeah. um, you know, the, the promises, the, 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 the property is still locked into a, uh, yeah, you know, one co- company. Well, there, well, there's a bit of, uh, you know, we saw a few, well, one site in particular that must have been getting asked the question of when are you putting these up came back and said, I'm not allowed to. These can't go up just yet because they're still a Walmart exclusive. There are other online retailers, three or four, maybe five, that had put them up already. Yep. That's if, if there's mixed messaging going about what can go up and what can't, that's tough. Because mm. if you're not putting them up, people might jump you know, to next door and, mm. and order them there. But I, I look, I think this is great for the collector market like you say you know looking at that scare glow you know that looks pretty authentic and hmm. i love scare glow i don't have a mint on card vintage scare glow i probably never will this would be a great stopgap for me in that space yep so collectors are in i think collectors are sold it's going to be a shame if these aren't on kmart stores shelves that to me is going to be a shame and i just don't think we'll see it <coughs> based on the price point that the Kmarts have to buy these in at. I reckon we'll see it in maybe a Toy World, maybe a Maya, but it's probably just not going to have that mass reach that we would love to see. One thing I did see today, which I was blown away by, was a in-store display Mm. where these figures were on and they were done in the vintage filmation style. And they'd even put in some vintage filmation standees of He-Man, Skeletor, Evil Lynn. Life-size life-size standees. The the caps, basically, that the figures were going in, they were cardboard, Mm. was all vintage filmation styling. And it was beautiful to see. I would love to walk into a you know a local department store here and see that kind of uh, effort. Yeah, going I had the same for it. I'm <laughs> just not convinced that's going to happen. No, I'm not either. Where was that? Was it Spain or Mexico or something? Anywhere but here. Yeah, yeah, it was a long <laughs> way from here. Um, looked remarkable seeing it. I agree. They actually had, I think, on the cards, He Man the Master of the Universe as opposed to just Masters of the Universe. They really had a filmation call out yeah i think the closest you're going to see to that is when this new animated he-man show hits that's going to be as we talked about with the playmates pricing how they're able to do those 2012 or the sorry the rise figures at 15 bucks they're going to be your cheap mass market aimed at kids because that's who the show is aimed at Mm -hmm. people like us we're getting um kevin smith's revelations show and they'll be you know closer to your marvel legends probably more expensive than these guys oh yeah they will they will be yeah you know, I think you're going to get Masters toys on the shelf in Australia. It's just not going to be Origins. It's going to be this new show, whatever that. So you think into. a more basic version of what Absolutely. we see, right? Yep. How much more basic? You want back to the five points of articulation? Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, Playmates put it and Playmates at the. But based the right, on the designs from that rebooted correct. CGI show, you won't you won't yeah. see that sort of. I mean, Playmates did fairly well articulated turtles. At you know fifteen dollars, they had they had elbow joints yep. and knee joints and ankle joints and 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 that that fifteen to twenty dollar price point can be done. Yes, and basic paint apps, but look, these aren't and they don't have to be. I'm not mm. criticising it, but they don't have a lot of paint apps. Yeah, they're and they're pretty basic. There's no shading. There's no yep. face print. It's a pretty 
basic figure, even though it does have interchangeable heads and and elbow and knee articulation. That's a it's a pretty basic yeah, yeah. figure. That's a very yellow bowl cut he's got, uh, <laughs> you know, sporting there. So yeah, just just freshly done at the that's hairdresser. It, that's it. I yeah. feel like that with, they I'll, do come with a mini comic. That that that's is true. Gonna, that's, that's true. gonna tickle the nostalgia yep. sweet bone. Yeah. And it does add some. But, again, it, but have they saved the dollar and not put the, <laughs> the words in there? <laughs> I, I don't think that's a what Ben oh, what and, Ben's referencing here is that <laughs> the international comic. This is a you've got a US release there, so you. Got say, words. Yeah. You've got words in the in the comic. Yes. Yeah. The international and comic has no words. They've taken the words out of the speech bubbles, so taken the speech bubbles out. I think even I don't know if it was the masters of the WWE where they'd actually taken the names off the back of the characters and just put like unit codes. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh and it was God. like names are gone. Super so crazy. we've had um, some discussion on the Patreon page about what is actually happening in these <laughs> comics now because there are no words do we have that people have created uh, their own can't story find it okay. but bc talk we've got a shout out he he created his own uh, sort of you know page by page analogy of what the characters are saying and it was it was rude and crude and <laughs> hilarious. So, massive shout out probably not something that we can repeat on a family <laughs> yeah. friendly show but you know what it made for a great story. It, it, it was, it was, amazing. yeah, it was really funny. excellent parody mini comic. Yeah, yeah, and and that's that's the sort of thing you leave yourself up in the air to when you don't put speech buttons. In, <laughs> yeah, so. and I believe it's because of the the language. You know, they're not wanting to bilingual. Do, yeah. do uh, bilingual, yeah, bilingual and and, and yeah. or trilingual. You know, people have been buying them off Amazon in the UK and getting them no no, no words, and that's an English speaking. <laughs> Yeah, well, just pick country. a pick a language. I mean, so, pick English. At least you got words. Google Translate <laughs> if you get desperate. So it'll right. be funny That's to see right. whether or not Australia gets the international version with no words. Or well, as far as the US is concerned, we're about as international as it gets. Like you know, yeah, I know. Most Americans don't even know we're a real country. So <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <sighs> All right. So just final, maybe final. Any. Closing comments. I did want to just know. I know Darren's in on the line. Ben's not in on the line. I can't go in on the line. <laughs> Frank, what are your thoughts? I, I'm probably in between all of that. To your, you mentioned scare glow earlier. Yep. That I'm, I'm getting one of those because I do not have a scare glow. And if they do, like a Randall, the, the ones I'm yep. missing. Okay, fill the gaps. I, I think they'll fill the gap quite nicely. Oh, from, the from, scale's perfect. From from anything further than three feet away, you'd never know the difference, yep. right? Uh, and so yeah, I'll, I'll cherry pick, and you know, like I never got a, um, a a point dread, like a talent fighter sort of thing. So stuff like that, if that ever comes out, yeah, I'm I'm cherry picking basically. Yep. I I've kind of decided I want to get one for the kids, right? And oh, yeah. and and capture that while they're still young, they're still under ten, sort of thing. Uh, that they'll have they'll have so much fun part swapping them, right? Yep. I can just yep. see them yep. coming up swapping. to me and looked at and showing me, look, daddy, he's got Skeletor's head on him, you know? <laughs> on he- They'll just think that's so funny and I can't wait to sort of play with them. I've got the vintage um, Crystal Castle. I've got the vintage, uh, you know, Castle Grayscale, all that sort of thing. So I hope they, you know, find a bit more playability if yeah. I, you know, buy them these. But, uh, you know, if I can't walk into a retail outlet and buy them more... I'm not going to go no. any deeper. Yep. But if no. I if I have to go online and buy two at a marked up price, um, I don't mind doing that for my for my girls. So that's really cool because yeah. that that symbolises to me that sort of 
passing the torch. Yeah, on and, as and, well. and bonus if because you're not in yourself, yeah. but you're passing the torch onto the next generation yeah. in your family, and yeah. they can take it to, or, or it can become a thing for them yeah. if it's in retail, and it can go deeper. Yeah, but, and bonus if they make you know Shira and I can they because they're yeah. girls are just so into girls. Shira's coming. Yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah. Very good. All right, we'll wrap that little analysis of Masters of the Universe Origins. If you've got any thoughts, what are you doing? Are you collecting it? What do you think of the price? You know, as much as we say they're expensive for mass market retail, it's the cheapest scare glow you're going to get <laughs> around. So, so true. And to get one mid on card for that, yep. if you're a mid on card collector. Sorry if I've been so incoherent during this segment. I've been a little distracted having like one of these. He just keeps looking down at yeah. every 30 seconds. He's yes. like, oh, He-Man's still there. He hasn't gone anywhere. Oh, he's still there. Okay, good. No, just... Trent hasn't stolen it. It's all good. I know. I, I had it before and he sort of did pry it back out of my hands No, no, quickly. no. That's mine. Piss off. It wasn't like that. It's just amazing seeing one up, up close. You know? It's just like... I'm in awe. Such a legend, Chris, for um, even thinking of us you really are and I, I feel kind of bad I, I I sort of saw two Darren and then I, I read the ticket again it says two Darren and the Toy Power Crew so I think oh, well, it's, oh, oh, I'll, I'll open it for well, you no, now. I'll, take a, I'll take the power sword yeah. you can have the harness yeah, yeah, yeah. hey it's parts what we can each have yeah, an arm yeah. and a leg and, uh, maybe this could be our, left arm. our, our, our um, mascot we can have it like at the at the Toy Power yeah, table whenever we Brett's catch up fair. we can form him again <laughs> but it's know? not for Sarp it's, it's, not, not, it's not having Voltron right? yeah that's right yeah. and I'll form the head <laughs> <laughs> alrighty let's move on now to our next segment which is looking at season 2 of The Boys mm. um, this was one of those shows that hit in a big way everyone loved it I think it was a bit of a breath of fresh air a bit of a different take on oh, superheroes yeah. Obviously based on the Garth Ennis uh, comic of The Boys, which has been around for a long time and has a lot of history. Season 2 has hit and really picks up from where we left off in Season 1 with the big finale and the big reveal, which is quite different to the comics, mind you, mm. that Homelander and Becca have had a child together. He's being raised by Becca. Homelander's found out. Billy Butch has been spared. Mm. Um, we've had Madeline Stilwell, I think, had her face caved in and melted yeah. and all that was at the end of season one yeah, yeah. that's at the end of season one but it does free up Elizabeth Shoot for Cobra Kai oh well she right. was <laughs> but on a segue to that she was in like the first episode wasn't she or if not episode Doppel, two well and Doppel you're Doppel like, what the yeah. hell <laughs> and, and, and by the way we're going to spoil the hell out of this <laughs> oh, so yeah. uh, ring the bell ring, yeah. ring so it, if you ring haven't it right seen now. it pause yeah. us now Go yeah. and watch it and then come yeah, back. Yeah. So and then and then, yeah, we see her and I'm just like, what the, she what what you know, I've, I've watched but, this. But, but. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? And then yeah, and then he, he um he has a moment of like a, he can't hold his uh you know form Shape. anymore. <laughs> so he goes back and <laughs> home line is like Change back, <laughs> change back <laughs> Oh, it was gold, yes. so loved it. Very mm. funny. Um, well, look, so what, for me, one of the highlights from season two, uh, at least initially anyway, anyway was Stormfront. Mm. Yes. She's the new character. Yes. She's a new kid on the block. She's got those Raiden powers going, which is a bit of a turn on for me, to be completely honest with you. Um, <laughs> she wasn't too bad on the eye as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, nothing, nothing to, to complain about. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she's an interesting character and I, I'm dancing around this a little bit because Trent has not seen oh, all spoil the I'll spoil away. I'm okay. You can spoil away. I've, I've got a inkling of where it's going yeah i know there's twists yeah i've heard the twists i, I look i thought she's a very cool character because she's anti-vort 
yes. anti-corporation, very, very sort of teaching girls, teaching women to be, you know, not taken advantage of yeah. or not portrayed in a way. Be yourself, be powerful, be your own hero. There's a really, I think for us as a toy podcast, there's an interesting sequence where she's basically going on social media and she's got one of her Stormfront action figures yeah. and she's like, boy, you know, don't buy this big-breasted character of an action figure. <laughs> it's junk. It's going to end up in landfill, yep. um, which is you know just a very interesting take on the whole property and, and yeah. the way these things are produced. Um, I don't know. I was thinking to myself, you don't know Toy Collectors very well. Very few of them end up in landfill. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, look, they end up in toy rooms. Yeah. <laughs> interesting take. But I thought, you know, very cool character, but it's the boys. Therefore, all mm. these characters do have an agenda, maybe do have some biases. Yep. It seems some from where I'm up maybe. to, some prejudice, bit of bit of racism was creeping in. Yeah. And just uh, the bit, you know, that I was sort of shocked by, like I get, you know, these are they're, they're sort of heroes, but they face real world issues. Mm. But the way she just went into that apartment block and just... Did not care. No, but t- seemingly almost wanted to make it work. Like just threw a guy out the window yep, for yeah. no apparent reason. Yeah. So you said you have an inkling, right? We've uh, Darren, you've, you've seen all the episodes, is that correct? I have seen them all. Okay, so you have an inkling. We're probably going to spoil it anyway. What's your... If you had to predict okay. having so seen I'm, half the season... I'm, I'm, I'm halfway through. See, I'm at episode four. Yeah. And I've, I've got to the bit with Stormfront where they've gone to this house. They've gone on this road trip. And they've interviewed basically a, a someone who's seen something... This yes. Liberty character, yes. this yep. Liberty from the 70s. And she's like, that's Stormfront. Yep. So something tells me she's been around for a while, whether she doesn't age like everyone else, mm. and she's a Nazi. Correct. Yeah, spot on. Right? I, look, and I read, I read the Nazi bit in our okay. Patreon. Page. Uh, <laughs> <right on. laughs> yeah, there's there's an amazing... And, and a lot of the, the commentary you read around this is you just go... Um, did they write this knowing how 2020 was going to turn out? Because yes. it's an amazing commentary on, on where on the world sits. Black Lives Matter. And Absolutely. All, I was speaking that as I was watching it. And it's you just... sort of sit there and go, they would have had to have written yeah. this a long time before uh, you know the current situation the world finds itself in. And there's an amazing line that is, and I'm probably altering it slightly, but she's kind of pretty much found out, as in, to your point, you know, it's been exposed. And she goes, it doesn't matter. People want to hear what I say. They love what I say. They just don't like the word Nazi. Yep. And you're like, oh my God, that's yeah. just the resonance of that in right where we are right now is absolutely incredible. Yep. So, yeah. And, um, and, and, and Homelander doesn't know how to deal with her a yeah. little bit because uh, she's so, uh, you know, pushy and like not my way or the highway style. But then they get together and they're essentially uh, beating on each other, burning each other, you know, mm. zapping each other with their when you get heat two blasts and stuff. Together. And yet they're shagging, you know, 20, 20 metres above the, uh, the the ground. Like, just insane. Oh, It's, it's the one just... time you see... And, and Homelander, in a lot of ways, is probably the most interesting character in the show. And it's the one time you see Homelander just get scared when he realises what she is. He's like, he doesn't know what to do. Homelander's always the guy who's like, nah, you're a good guy, you're a bad guy, I hate you, I like you. And he's, he's really conflicted. And there's a point where he's... You see him almost slowly losing his mind when he suddenly doesn't feel in control for the first time in his life. Classic example of just that is when he's trying to do crowd control and he's like trying to um, debunk his, uh, you know, what he said on um, 
you know, Instagram, like social media style. Mm. So he goes to that big crowd and he starts talking to them and everyone's like, no, 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 you, you know, give us the you truth. Suck. No, you yeah. suck. You know, we don't believe in you anymore. You're, you're a, a bad, you know, mm, b- you know bad like, for us mm. and things. So then he just heat blasts the whole crowd. <laughs> like, he just like wipes out thousands of people yeah. just zzz, like this and then he re- and then you realise it's all in his head and that's the thing with he Homelander. could do it though yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. when he's yeah, in yeah, front yeah. of any character you care about whether it's Billy Butcher or Becker or whatever you go he could just flick yeah. a switch yeah. and you're yeah. done well, like so there's yeah. this real sense of fear with Homelander because well. he then does just that he, ju- he follows through on it he's trying to give Stormfront a, a um bouquet of uh, flowers right and he's like just 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 stormfront you've got to stop just come i want to give you something oh no no i'm too busy no 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 stormfront you've got to come in i want to yeah. give you something she, no no no, i'm too busy i gotta sort something else i'll talk to you later bye so she shoots off and he's talking to himself pacing back and forth in his trailer and then um it cuts a, a while later and um the whole trailer park is on fire and people are dead <laughs> and things. What happened? Oh, no, there's a uh, gas leak. Electrical <laughs> <laughs> fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, did, what did we think of, and again, I'm not sure how well this is presented in the comments, but the uh, was at the Church of the Collective where we find the Deep, who it's essentially a cult is probably the nicest yes, way to put it. That's the only way to put it. Yeah. Uh, fresco? Would you, would you like a fresco? Is that is that the drink? Fresco? Fresco. Yeah. Fresco. Yeah, which apparently is a real drink. Yep. And I did some reading about this, and, and my first thought was, oh, there's something in it, right? They're yeah, using drugs. it to make them more susceptible to, you know, becoming part of the church. No, no, it's just the thing. The writers were like, you know, maybe we like apparently someone on set was actually drinking one, and uh, is it Eric um, Kripke? I yeah, think? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's just like, that's a weird drink. I think the cult members would drink, would drink that. <laughs> so it's not. Actually, I don't even know if that's represented in the comics at all. But he's no. like. It just sounds like something the cult members would drink. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, and and uh, so is it um, the Red Arrow character? <laughs> yes. Um, so he's like, oh yeah, you know, helps the deep, gets him out of trouble and yep. things, and then um, all of a sudden he's not wanted. No, yeah. no, shameful. No, yeah. we don't talk you're, about you're him done. anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty crazy how they flip sides and things when they don't want a character to do anything. Yeah. And they arrange marriages. Yeah, you well, know, which I yeah. thought was really, really. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, I married a girl and she doesn't even give good head. Yeah. <laughs> he makes a cho- he makes a choice on the one that he thinks he wants to marry. No, you didn't choose. Yeah. He said I could choose. You can choose. You're just You're not choosing, choosing this one. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations! It's, 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 it's Henry Ford all over it. You can have any color as long as it's black. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. that was just great. I yeah. thought. And, no, I, I I love season two. I think even more than season one. I love season yeah. one. Season two just goes so deep into, as you said, um, 2020, mm. the politics. Um, it goes deep into some of those cult-like religions that we're familiar with. It was um, Scientology done in a Yeah, I wasn't going to name it because I didn't know who was listening. But yeah, yeah. But, but yeah Get off this call, it. Tom that, Cruise. Go away. <laughs> Unless you want to be a guest on our show and give us some Mission Impossible spoilers, then come, come right along. But seriously... I love that. I love the whole, you know, everything's ran by the corporation and, yeah. and they're manufacturing the news and the politics of it all. 
and there's this big agenda, of course, to, to get them into the military and mm. and and I, and I just love some of the payoffs from season one as well. Like, yeah. um, yeah. just forgotten her name, um, the Queen, um, Queen Maeve. Maeve, yeah, Queen Maeve, mm. you know, and how what Homelander did in season one with the plane and how mm. that's still weighing on her and yep. where where it's all all going. There's, there's just so many payoffs, I think, as well from season one that I, for me this one just resonates even more. We get to see we get to see Lamplighter as well, who was referenced rather heavily in season now, one. He's yep. sort of referenced as a bit of a Green Lantern <laughs> style of character. Is that his thing? Is essentially he's he's Pyro from okay. the X Men. Oh, he's Pyro, right? He's, yeah, which was pretty ironic because they've cast and I forget the actual actor's name, but it's the guy who played Iceman, Sean Ashmore. Sean Ashmore. Oh right, ex- who played of course yeah. Iceman in yeah. the X Men movies, and yeah, you see him with a. It's exactly like Pyro. He's flicking on a lighter, so he needs that sort of source. Yep. But the minute he's got that spark, he can just, you know, fireball. And so him. that so his staff used to be a a, a lantern. Lantern. Yeah. A right. flame. And yep. that's where he got his thing from. But now he walks around with the zippo lighter. Yeah. Yeah. I just think the acting is even even better in this one. Everyone's sort of you know, you reach that point with a new series where people are still finding their character. Yeah. Everyone that's carried over from season one has well and truly found their character. Yeah. I kind of found their yeah. range and it just feels so natural, and Homelander in particular. Yeah, watching him every episode, every you know that performance is just off the charts mm. for me. He I, just nails every scene. I got to shout out one of my favorite characters, and that's Black Noir. Yeah, right? yeah. we talked about it with Chris Wisdom, and you know, like Black Noir just creeps his way around and does, and you know, you find out that he's pretty much invincible, yeah. right? And um, there's a you know second to last episode, he sort of gets his own, and I won't spoil that if you've seen uh, it, you know, you'll understand. Yeah, but I uh, yeah, but uh, I just freaking love that character, and it was the only way he could have, you know, gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. absolutely amazing. I I also want to I Billy Butcher, and he's it's interesting. Uh, Carl Urban's. Um, Take on the character is I don't know, fans still every review I read they just go not quite sure if he's Australian or British or keep, like his accent's sort of a bit muddled but whereas he's he's still that tough guy but there's an actual real arc for him this season by the time yeah. you get to the end you're like oh my god he's human Wait, there's, he's there's an the amazing other one that I think is now yeah and yet and yet in this season there's one episode and I think it's somewhere in the middle. Where he's literally not in it the entire thing, and you go, he's he's your headliner, right? He's mm-hmm. the main guy. He's probably the most recognisable actor in the show, and yet he's not in it for an episode. And I thought it was a really brave choice when I mean, you've only got eight episodes to play with. Yep, but it speaks really well to the writing where his character by the end of it, uh, involving uh, Becca's son again. I'm sort of dancing around a little bit here for Trent's benefit. Just absolutely brilliant. Yeah, like, yeah was, I couldn't agree was, more. On the flip side, I feel like MM kind of got the short end of the stick as far as he's there, but he doesn't really do True. a yeah. lot. Of yeah. like, His moments are cool, though. Like, he oh, has the sh- chaperone moment in the car, yeah. and, and he's got some very funny dialogue that he does deliver, and yeah. the quirks, I think, make him a very interesting character. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I take your point. He might not actually achieve yeah. a lot. Season one, you got to know him really quite yeah. well and his family and that sort of stuff. So not so much in two. But One, one other thing I love to solidify how cool and uh, diabolical Homelander is is when they go to uh, train the new seventh member. They're like, oh, we've got the seventh member. You know, meet him. <laughs> he's like a, a blind, shouting ninja oh, no. you know, oh, legend. And he's, oh. he's, he's so psychopathic. He, he's, he's dancing he's so around, good, isn't doing he? crazy stuff. Knives like, oh, everywhere. Yeah. Oh, man, this guy's awesome. And you're what the about, re- and you're the about, real hero. What about... <laughs> and he just claps and blows his ears apart. And, oh. uh, yeah, just... 
what now? What now, huh? He's blind and he can't hear. <laughs> I know, and this is right uh, after he's given a speech saying, you're the real hero yeah, after yeah. all the adversity you've overcome. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Homelander. Yeah. And, yeah. And, that, and that's the thing with Homelander. He's just this... He's the, he's the Captain America on one hand, and, and the, the flick Superman, of a flick yeah, of a switch. Yeah, he's yeah. he's Dark Superman on the other hand. Yeah, like it's no, it's um, very cool. It is very cool. Just wanted to say about Carl Urban, what what a fantastic mm. job I think he's doing as well. I actually had the good fortune a couple of years ago meeting him at Supernova. Adelaide. Oh, nice. Um, really down to earth. Really, you couldn't find a more decent person. Yeah, you know that was that was my my experience chatting with him anyway. So he didn't, he didn't drop the C-bomb no, on you or anything? No, not at all. But, but he plays this so naturally that if I hadn't met him, I'd think this is what he's like. You know what I mean? Um, it's just it's a remarkable job. You know, the whole cast and crew, um, the writing, everything. Bring on season three. Yeah. Yes, yeah. You know, uh, like, the guy from uh, Supernatural. Well, because Eric Kripke is yeah, the guy who yeah. did Supernatural, yeah. so I think at one point when it was put out yeah. on Twitter or Instagram, yeah. he's like, "Oh, I'm excited to announce." Um, and what's the actual actor's name? One of the Supernatural boys. Yeah. The I was going to say the good-looking one, but they're both good-looking. <laughs> um, the shorter Dean, one, Dean. Dean. Yeah. yeah, he he is is confirmed to be on season three. And Eric Kripke yeah. put out a tweet just going, "Yeah, oh, I'm so happy to announce he's going to be joining the boys in season three. Be one of my lifelong goals to give a prolonged career to this man." And uh, yeah, <laughs> despite the fact he's done 15 seasons yeah. of Supernatural. Yeah, yeah. And mm. uh, we met one of the wackiest superheroes <laughs> in the uh, in the prison sort of uh, you know. Institution? Did you have you seen I, that? I'm episode? not up to that one, but oh, I'm looking, maybe, I'm looking maybe. at the notes here. Yeah, he's got a rather large appendage. That... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was just like to my wife, "Is that his dick? Like, is that is that is that what I think it is?" And uh, she's like, "Yeah, and yeah, and and apparently he's a big player in the comics and things, and I mean that you know literally, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So well, yeah, well that was just a bit of a wow fact. Like I was just, uh, but that's like Garth Ennis is known for that, just yeah. shock. Yeah, just it was, make it, it as certainly was shock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've heard of fantastic, you know, the Mister Fantastic, but that, it takes it to a next level. <laughs> and yeah. there is there is a, a really cool reveal right in the very last even minute of the season. I'm not going to spoil that. You've probably seen Trent. Uh, uh, who was it? One of the, the the DEA agent from season one. Yep. Where her head just yep. exploded. Yep. That is explained because I remember basically the the big. Again, dancing around it a bit. Big finale had happened, and this is what's happened with Homeland and blah, blah, blah. And then the, it feels like they're, okay, they're going to do a, a little bit of a fade out and set up for season three. And Ali called it. She goes, wait, wait, wait. What about the exploding heads? Like, yeah. how do they explain that? Uh, and then they do. And you're like, unless you've read the comics, I don't know if it's a thing in the comics, you don't see it coming. Right. It's, it's no, the it's last pretty cool. person you expect. Yeah. So, yep, yep. yeah, very, very cool. Mm. Right. Good. Any any anything else? Any um, negatives or any issues with it? Or um, for for me, I, I loved a bit of Billy Joel in there. Yeah, we I saw it on the um, the trailer. Yep. A bit of uh, we didn't start the fire, and we we're talking <laughs> about you know that. and Billy Joel. When, like, he's just start of an episode. There's a guy on a bridge. Yep looking to jump off and then Billy Joel just pops out of thin air with his harmonica <laughs> and and it's and there's a bit of a, a recurring thing with uh, there is, and, and there's uh, knowing where you're up to there is some res, real resonance with that towards the end of the season so it's um yeah it's not just a I like you know, it's not just Eric Kripke saying I like uh, Billy Joel yeah there is uh, there is some storyline okay. oh yeah so. and I just thought even just when we were seeing the trailer when that was coming back wasn't that the perfect song for it 
Oh yeah, or, yeah. It's a very <laughs> good. The boys literally yeah. are trying to put out this corrupt yes. superhero. Yep. They're the ones who started the war or the fire or yeah. whatever. You know, it's a perfect track. And yeah. I also want to shout out just before we round off on this topic. And I want to try and pronounce this correctly because I've been listening to uh, Pop Culture Hour with uh, Emily Lind, <laughs> and uh, they they go to great lengths to pronounce uh, Juan Carlo Esposito. Yeah. Um, and he's he's sort of taking the Madeline Stillwell sort of role, and he's brilliant. Oh, he's like, great. Yep. He is. He reminds me of, of Nick Fury insofar as he can be staring at someone who's super powerful who could crush him in an instant. Yep. And he just shows no fear. Yep. He's just like. <laughs> Whatever, Homelander, I know that you worked for me. Yep. Like, uh, Madeline Stewart, I thought, you know, she was obviously in control, but there were still a few moments yes. where she she was scared of him. Well, nah. there's a different relationship to True, very different. Very different dynamics. <laughs> yeah. He, Less Carlo milk involved. Like, he's just like, <laughs> nah, whatever. And then, there's, yeah, he's he's really good. He's not in you know, a lot of the show, I would say, but, oh, he's, but he's, he eats scenery yeah. for yeah. breakfast. Yeah. I mean, he's brilliant. I mean, I loved him in Breaking Bad. Breaking yeah. Bad, amazing. Uh, yeah. Incredible. Yeah. And um, what, he's obviously in uh, Mandalorian, Mandalorian as well yes. as he pops out with his dark saber at the end of that. Yeah. But yeah, no, I th- I've, I'm enjoying it so much. I, there's a great whale sequence <laughs> that, yeah. with the deep and, yeah. and just like as he proudly stands up on... <laughs> What was it? You know, Sophie or whatever he's called his his whale, and that and there was there was a very long sequence of you know Huey just inside the whale, just sitting, nah, just I'm not like, leaving. Nah, I was like, nah, really? I would get out of there. And so that was fast. the one scene I was reading in an interview with Anthony Starr today. Actually, that was the one scene for those who don't know he plays Homelander. The one scene he didn't feel comfortable when he read the script really? doing. Yeah, he was okay. like, "This is too much." <laughs> well, <laughs> that's too much. Wow. Yeah, it's, okay. I mean, it, it's it's. It's almost, I mean, to me, it's like a bit of black comedy yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, you're massacring this beautiful creature. But you imagine seeing it on paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, versus actually seeing it on a screen. We see it a certain way as black humour, but yeah. I imagine you're reading it in your script for the first time. You're thinking, you know, this could I'm go not so doing many, that. This could go, yeah, this could go so wrong on so many levels. This could be career-ending stuff. I'll laser people to death, but I'm not killing a whale. Like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, it's good. It's got a good mix of you know right nice intimate moments good tension interesting characters interesting plot suspense mm. and then the action sequences when they hit are brilliant yep. you know they they look great violent as all hell you know like exploding heads and just crushing things i think it's a it's a very unique show and i i like the show i've read parts of the comic book mm. i found some of that quite disturbing yeah. I guess some of the content and it is Garth Ennis he is pushing the envelope I think sometimes I felt in the comic book these things were just there for shock factor True. what's the what's the how can I do this in the most confronting way yeah. I feel the show pairs it back a little bit yeah. to it's a bit more in line with my sensibility so I don't mind that mm. but no can't wait can't wait for some of these big twists and spoilers well yeah, I was sure. I was just thinking as I finished it today actually um, and this is a, for me a really good testament of the series I feel season 2 see I bought Blu-ray for season 1 and I'll probably buy the Blu- I'm sure I'll buy the Blu-ray for season 2 but I thought to myself it was worth the $59 a year for Amazon Prime just for the boys <laughs> season 2 it yep. was that good I thought oh, definitely. I enjoyed it that much I've had $59 of value just on that. Yep. Everything else is free. Everything else is, is <laughs> gravy. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Free shipping on Amazon Prime. Yep. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's, a just good, it's good value, pretty much. <laughs> 
Well, I think we've got a bit of time to move on to a final segment, which is Would You Rather. Frank, you're going to helm this. You've got a few yep. left over. Would You Rathers? Yeah, so this is, a, for those that aren't sure, this is a, we're going to pose you two options. Uh, basically, you if you pick option A, you can never own option B, obviously all centered around toys. So um, where did we leave off? I've done that one. I've, I had a bit of a, a, a list where I was just like, ah, oh, rip through them and, and put a few down on paper. So... All right, so we are pretty sure everyone in this room has ordered the uh, upcoming NECA 2-pack featuring Tocker and Razor. Am I correct? Yes. Yes. If you had to split it, who are you keeping? You are either keeping Tocker or you're keeping Razor, knowing full well you can never own the other oh, that's one. Just, that's just me. <laughs> that is me. <laughs> that's the point. Darren, what are you going? I'm going with Frank. How could you? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I'm probably... It's tough. It's really tough, but I'm probably going to say Razor just simply because out of the two of them, I think he's slightly more unique because you've got Slash in other Turtles lines. Sure. You know, the Fred Wolf stuff, the Super 7 stuff. So you've got an evil turtle there. So I'm probably going to say Razor just for that reason. It's not necessarily I like him better than Toka. To me, they've always been a pair, Mm. uh, much like Rocksteady and Bebop. But... Yeah, if I had to choose one, there's a uniqueness factor. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I would go Razor as well. I think I've just preferred the look of the toy, maybe mm. the toy. Yep. In the movie, that to me, they were both cool looking. Um, but I really like the Razor toy, and that would probably just get me over the line. Yep. Hands down, Toker. <laughs> I love him. I, I, I think he's, he's awesome. awesome. Yeah, so... I know, I understand the uh, differences. Like, you know, it's cool to have like a werewolf-type character. But I, I love Slash and uh, equally love this villainous, you know, snapping turtle. Of course, uh, that's, yeah. that's bigger and, you know, like he, in my opinion, he is what Slash looks like in the IDW comics. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you know, this yeah, good call. Good, double-sized yeah. uh, imposing character that, yeah. So. And the spikes on that shell. Yes. That, on that, the toy. Yeah. yeah. That was going to be my call as to why. I've got to see how those spikes are done and... and can you puncture my hand with it? Well, we'll find out when he arrives and, and I move Razor on. No, I'm not really <laughs> And if, you, um, if you're in the emergency room getting stitches, we'll know why. <laughs> a turtle did this to me. Yeah. Like. <laughs> now, did anybody else have one? Yeah, I've got one. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go for it. Now, I want it to be a bit different and uh, try... It's freaking hard to pick a toy line that we none of us have in this room, right? <laughs> so, especially Trent. Trent's got a bit of every... Dabbles in a bit of everything. So... Would you like an instant collection? And I'm talking maybe half of it, right? right. And, um, you know, whatever. So we're, um, I'd say three out of four of us are um, loose collectors. So, you know, but but for Trent in the room, he would instantly acquire a mint on card collection okay. for, for argument's sake, all right? So your ideal, you know, collection-wise. And let's say I'm putting it at half. So half of a complete collection. Mm. So And they're all complete. Uh, so that you still got a bit of room to chase the others, sure. right? So you're still hungry to, yep. to finish out the line, okay? So would you rather an instant collection of Street Sharks, right? Ooh. The 90s Street Sharks or Crash Dummies? Oh. Cool. Yeah, look. <laughs> I, I love the jawsomeness of Street Sharks <laughs> and just the crap. Like that Moby Lick. I mean, that's that just like a giant killer whale with yeah. a huge tongue. But I've got a real soft spot for Crash yep. Dummies. Mm. They, I, I had them as a kid and I just love them. I, and I love the crazy box art. I love the, you know, 
bright colours. Mm. They look cool. Yes. They've got a very, very unique action feature uh, that I think virtually no other toy really does. No. no so no. I'm going to have to go, sorry, Davey, Crash Dummies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Sam. Sam, I yeah. think is... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Sam and yeah. Davey. Frank? I'm going to go Street Charts. Yeah. I think in terms of my toy rooms, they fit quite well with some of the, the, the Playmates Turtles stuff. I think they're big, imposing figures. Um, the Crash Dummies remind me a little bit too much of G.I. Joe, so they can <laughs> push to the side. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think anyone who loves their, their Playmates stuff, it's, it's Street Sharks. Cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Incredible Crash Dummies. I've never had either line, but I, they're nostalgic to me in a fairly big way because really good friend of mine um, in high school who I still um, talk to periodically collected them. He worked at Big W in his first job as night fill, and he would then go and spend his money at Big W buying the Incredible Crash Dummies line. And I remember. Him bringing them around and you know um and also seeing them at his place and really admiring them and and have a lot of time for him. I also really think the episode that that we did with Ben's brother Andrew is, yeah. is actually a, a personal favourite episode of mine because it's it reaches out beyond just the toy collecting community to someone who only collects one line yeah. and and I think that's really really special to call those people out as well because you know. They might collect one line, whereas we might dabble in so many. But they love that one line above all else, and, yeah. and that's a passion and and enthusiasm that we should celebrate as well. And and I know you know having having a sibling of one of our hosts on here was a really special thing. Yeah, for sure. Do, nice. so. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. I, it's got to be Crash Dummies. I yeah. I adore them, and even though I collect vicariously through my little brother. Uh, you know, I'm jealous that he's got such a big collection. So, I'd I'd love uh, I'd love to have have a collection like that again. So, mm. anybody else have one to shout out? I didn't I didn't write one down um, for this, but I'm what I'm really interested in now is a would you rather? You can only get so this is infinitely interesting to me with the new Starscream MP. Yes. Right. Sure. Okay. Yep. So yep. Starscream MPs come out. We we've had. I think one of the the jets were pretty early on in the yes, MP line, right? right? Yeah. So I always loved that Starscream and all the other jets they did, mm. and then they did the Seekers, and I'm like, they're cool. And then they bring out this um, new Starscream, mm. and his the torso's a lot thinner, and he looks a bit more cartoon. Like they're going with masterpiece, yep. bit more cartoon accurate. So for you, I'm thinking now, do you get that right? Can you you can only get Starscream to improve your masterpiece line, mm. or there's a new wave that Hasbro are doing of movie based Transformers in the mainstream line. Oh, movie eighty six movie eighty six movie. Ooh. Do you get? You can have Starscream? just Starscream, yep. or you can have the current wave of Hasbro eighty six movie figures. So it's like Cup, Hot Rod, Grimlock. So it'd be Hasbro or that'd be Masterpiece? No, they're just Hasbro. Yeah. Okay. They're plain Hasbro. Or you can go all in on an update true of Starscream. to the designs of that film so they look very G1. They look very... they're a modern interpretation They look that, that G- behind. They're the ones that Jazz yeah. was in. We jazz. talked about Jazz. jazz. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. nice. They look G1, but they're, they're not to the same standard as a Masterpiece. Yeah. Mm. I'd probably lock that in, particularly if you can have a... 
a different earlier Starscream masterpiece, not the new one. I yep. probably yep. locked that in um, because there's so, there's so much unfinished business, and who doesn't love that Transformers movie? It, mm. Let's be honest, it's the best Transformers movie to date. <laughs> So yeah. forever with the uh, inferior masterpiece Starscream. <laughs> well, see, as someone who has said inferior uh, masterpiece Starscream, look, I uh, at the time when this was sort of rumoured, I didn't see the point. I was yeah. like, oh, this is silly. It's it's them grabbing for money. Now that I've seen it in detail and able to sort of look, okay, yeah, I get it. Yeah, like, I get it I can it too. see why it's a thing, and I can see a lot of those, I think it was early as, as MP3 or 4 was Starscream. I can see a lot of them just being sold off real, yeah. real quick. Well, they, those, if I remember correctly, those early, early Starscreams were, like, they were all blue. They were all sky blue. They weren't the white and uh, tones and things. Um, yeah, there's a really early version where it's it's closer to what an actual military yes, plane yeah. would look like, um, and then the same F-15 for... Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the same for your Thundercracker and Skywarp. They had a lot more of the, you know, in Skywarp's case it was black and Thundercrackers it was blue. They didn't have as many sort of alternating colours as you would find yeah, yeah, on, yeah. on the toy. Yeah. So they come out looking a bit a bit muted. They also had the issue of well, the design choice, I should say, of these giant uh, fins that would essentially hang off yep. their hips. Almost like a bit of a, you can imagine them having a katana sword in one of them. It was so large. So I do get the design on the new one. Oh, that's that's really tough. I would probably. Oh. Ben, have you got an answer? Yeah, I, I, mean, I, 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 I go for are... quantity over one. I've <laughs> yeah. I've only got Skywarp and uh, sound the couple of sound waves in my MP collection now. Mm. So I'd go for the a uh, nice, beautiful one singular range of new figures yep. that are all uh, you know. Whereas Starscream's just going to look out of place. Yep. Um, I'll, I'll be Galvatron and uh, blow him away. <laughs> <laughs> this is bad comedy. Yeah, yeah look, I'm, I'm going to have to go Starscream the more I think about it. Uh, I think they've done an amazing... The engineers, like they've probably been working on this for years. Yep. We spoke last week to uh, Nick from Nemo Toys about how long it takes them to design you know, their sort of figures in the design process. Imagine how the teams of people who've been working on this sort of a masterpiece thing. So... Yeah, I think he, he looks amazing. Uh, yeah, Starscream. Yeah, I'm the same. I have to get that Starscream into my collection. I was the same as you, Frank. So the t- the T-stop is well, over. You've this is a hypothetical, <laughs> it's a hypothetical scenario. I'm allowed to buy in hypotheticals. But, 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 yeah, but on, in Trent's defence, he could grab the... Or, or, the one he's got right now, flip and that, flip yeah, and and good. slot in. He's already got a... One you know, goes in, one goes yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. That sounds I like fair. that. That, that <laughs> works for me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't see the need for this. And then when I saw it side by side, that's what got me. Yeah. The side by side, the the torso, yeah, yeah, all the elements, the wings, the size of it. I love Masterpiece. I must yeah. admit, I've, I've gone off a bit on Masterpiece just because of the cost. Mm. I mean, they're hugely expensive, but they are beautiful. And I have so much fun transforming. As a Minton card collector predominantly that doesn't open a lot of toys... I always open my masterpiece. Yeah, I always open nice. my Lego. You need to get in there and, and touch and play with them and I always have so much fun transforming them. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I have one for you, gentlemen. So, cast your minds back. A few months ago, we did a crossover episode with with Davey and Casey around fast food toys. So, cast your mind back. Time travel's been invented. Um, <laughs> you can go to 80s and 90s. History's being rewritten. McDonald's can only make either the Muppet Babies Happy Meal Toys or the transforming 
um, fast food oh, toys. You which one do you monster? Pick? And you reckon I'm evil? That's <laughs> just brutal. Which one? Which one exists? Oh, and which one is erased from history forever? Oh. I think there's enough Transformers in the world, even by the time stamp of the eighties. Um, I'm gonna go with Muppet Babies because there's just not enough Muppet Babies yeah. in the world. We we honest. had um, transforming cassettes. We had guns. We had boom boxes. <laughs> we didn't have enough food. I, I need I need a placement for my Big Mac, my shaker, my fries, uh, hot cakes. You name it. I need that representation next to my Beast Wars. Next to my uh, yeah, you know, fits in seamlessly. That's it. <laughs> that's it. So you're yeah. looking. I'm locking in. I'm locking in the uh, transforming changeables. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a hole in the transforming collection. That, uh, you decide which way this new, new yeah. world takes. Which uh, one is a you get a vote as well, Darren. I feel really bad. Yeah, look, these. I have to just call this out. These toys to be Happy Meal toys mm. in this day and age shows you how good toys were in this era. Muppet Babies, you know, you get a, a, a P, you know, like a, it's a it's a figurine, right? Mm. But you get it on a vehicle. Paint apps are outstanding. It's got plenty of paint apps. They look like the characters from the show. They're brilliant. And I, to Frank's point, we don't get a lot of this stuff. Like, mm. you know, there's not a lot of Muppet Babies out there. Those transforming hamburgers and chips and stuff have such a nostalgia for me. I never, we didn't go to McDonald's a lot as kids. I never had them. Mm. But I managed, as the um, trading guru I was, to acquire pretty much a full set. I don't know what I traded them for. Football cards, monster in my pockets, whatever. But I got them. And that's, that. it's the nostalgia for me that's going to push me over the line with those Transformers. I sat there for hours just playing with those things. As simple as the transformations are, I love the robot faces. I just thought, yep. you know, the, the, they the character. It, they? Yeah. They, 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 they nailed that yep. so well and it translates beautifully. And you look at, I mean, Frank's got a couple of them right now and you, you, could, you couldn't tell from no. a, a, if I brought my kids in and showed them those, they wouldn't know they're Transformers. No. Like yeah. legit, I'm not being funny. No. They yeah. legit wouldn't think they were Transformers. They would be quite blown away, I'm sure. So, yeah. mm. Darren? Um, well, Trent's already determined which way it goes. No, no, no. You get, everyone gets a vote. <laughs> everyone gets a vote. I'm actually quite torn myself, but I'm probably just going to give it to the to the Transforming Toys because I think that they were really cool at putting um, something that was like a Transformer into the hands of um kids for next to nothing that could help you know you could mix them in with your transformers that you know they're a bit smaller than a mini autobot i guess but but you know they're sort of roughly that sort of scale mm. and you could mix them in um particularly families who didn't have a lot of money i think you know that that was a really cool thing and just goes to show what kind of um fast food toys were coming out in that, that wow. era that that is such a tough choice to, to pick which one brilliant Absolutely brilliant. Good we love call. that episode with yep. Casey and Davey. Well, we right. do, and it's great to call them out again. Yeah. Very good. Yes, there was no cheating involved in that episode. I was going to say, that was, that, was the episode, <laughs> no that was the episode where they lost the quiz. Is yeah, that right? That's yeah, the one. Yeah, yeah. There's, okay. no, there's no losers on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, before we go, we've got some pretty cool news. Mm. Uh, and big shout out and a big thank you to our latest patrons. Um, had an influx mm. this uh, time around. So we had Emily, Lind, Jobra, Commander, and Will join us on the Discord, which was really, really cool. Emily, I, I, I know she mentioned the, the podcast that she does, mm. but raising money 
by watching the new Cats movie. Wow. I must have missed that. What 24 we... hours non-stop. <laughs> Seriously? That's Seriously. what she's doing? At the moment, yes. <laughs> and she made... I noticed wow. she made uh, like a you know online magazine um, <laughs> talking about this. There was a photo of her in there. But wow, there's a new level of admiration that for anyone is... that can do that. Oh, Absolutely. Oof. I haven't even seen it once. I haven't even, I haven't even I, seen... 24 seconds of it. So. Uh, I've, I've, I've just watched, looked at pictures of it, still images. That's enough. Yeah. <laughs> of their rear. The, 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 the good photoshopping. Uh, it's been erased anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've n- you know, I don't mean any disrespect. I'm sure it's a wonderful theatrical production. No, it's not. For, it's those, not. Who go and see it, for those who go and see it in live theatre. But even as a child, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could never quite get my head around their cats. And I'm a cat guy. I love cats. Cats don't sing. I just don't get it. And, and not the size of a human, an adult human being. I just don't get it. But um, so I digress. But I mean, if that's, if that's your bag, that's cool. But I get it. Um, but I'm out. But yeah, no. To watch that for 24 hours. That's um. There's some human endurance there. There is. <laughs> For sure. Um, yeah. So, uh, Joe Commander, we're going to give him a shout out. He jumped on our Patreon page, a Discord. Out. That's a girl. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, she she, she jumped up. Oh, sorry. She, she jumped on. And uh, is, it, is that the one that found the uh, flea market uh, hall? Yeah, yeah. And she yeah. found a Galaxy 50 pence Rangers. Each. Yes. Uh, Battle Beasts. Um, Crazy. You know, like all well, there these... was There was uh, mask figures yeah. in there, some yeah. really rare ones yep. in there as well. There were Battle Beasts. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. a great find. Yeah, just you know, you like, can still find those things in the wild. Yeah, yeah. and the fact that uh, you know she's gone out and hunted them, and you know this is my haul. Like yeah. wow, yeah. I'd be lucky to find that sort of thrift store <laughs> haul or whatever you know my, um, market haul in in five years. You know, yes, <laughs> just, just find in, a lot of Muppets babies. Yeah, stories, that's it. You? Crazy, <laughs> and and Will. Yeah, good, yes. gra- a brilliant, brilliant guy. Yeah. I met Will. Um, we've seen him around a few times now, but he was in. Uh, one of the, the collector's stores around Adelaide and had a good chat to him. Big into Dino Riders. He's a massive Ooh. Dino Riders fan. Um, I think he's pretty much just looking for a few bits and pieces. The um, Taurosaurus, he needs the little blue anchor mm. from the from the end of that. So, um, no, really, really nice guy. He bought your train. He did, the, yeah. Uh, actually, I actually Lego caught train. up with him a couple of days ago because there was a, a piece that when I was packing up from Toy Fair that a, a little bag of, of some of the, the tracks that he uh, that had missed and yeah had a bit of a chat to him when he when he picked that up and he says oh you're a Transformers guy are you? I was like well formally and uh, yeah went on to say guess yeah I think I'm becoming a Transformers guy because my son's into them so yeah. you know and I'm like yeah I think I figure I've got a couple of years before that happens to me and you just you know get into what your what your kids are into mm. so yeah great guy definitely yeah, very um, good got to give a huge shout out to the guys uh, Geek Dudes yep. they have been dropping our name uh, you know <laughs> a lot guys um, sorry to hear what you're going through and all that um, you, it's you know hopefully there is light at the end of the tunnel yeah, and uh, things and then Getting there. get, get yeah. over here yeah. and uh, we'll catch up with Davey we'll have a few drinks We'll, um, you know, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll give you a chocolate Extra milk gravy. and, uh, yep. yeah, yes. you know, uh, we can, you know, finally do that crossover we've been uh, talking And about. we'll take you to a deli, not not a um, milk bar. Yeah. 
That's yeah, it. milk bar, 1950s called. They yeah, want their yeah. words back. Right? <laughs> That's right. And uh, by the time this airs, this is um, you know going to coincide with uh, November, and of course November goes by the other name of Movember. Ooh, yeah. So we are all going to grow uh, some stylish mows <laughs> for the uh, for the good cause. Uh, we are going to donate some money to uh, men's health and things like that. And, uh, you know, it's it just, just a bit of a laugh. I'm going to put up a post each day of action figures that also sport Moe's. So mm. um, I've already got it mapped out. Uh, got uh, 30, 30 characters. I was that, a little uh, worried when you come up with this idea. I was like, oh, man, that's harder than you think. And he's like, no, don't. You, you, off come, the cuff. you did it in about yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah, like, yeah, did yeah. they ever do a Magnum PI action figure? <laughs> <laughs> I use a Magnum PI action figure. I got to the point where I'd filled up my 30 and I still had four or left and I'm like well we've got two characters from that franchise yep. one can go and then I'm like you know day later I'm like oh my god that guy has a mo. he has to <laughs> he, I have to find a you know spot yep. so I won't spoil it um, I've got a couple of duos in there to kick off the month and, cool. and finalise the month of course some um, you know Iconic characters that uh, both sport mows. So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm, I'm excited, and we're yeah. we're all gonna, as I said before, we're all gonna grow mows. Some of us may be better than others, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, progress picks. Yeah. That's it. So um, it's all you know, all for a bit of fun. But we uh, will be supporting men's health. So we certainly will we'll be. be all going to it's a good cause. A good, great cause. I just wanted to apologise for my overall performance in this episode. I was a little <laughs> bit distracted. There's something in the room that kept taking my I every now and then, um, so I do apologise for that. It was Ben. It was ben, ben <laughs> no, was no, no, no. The Master of the Universe Origins <laughs> Minton card He-Man for those who didn't hear at the start of the episode that ended up in the room here. Um, magically, courtesy of our good friend Chris, um, also known as Webster83. Now, hugely inspired by that. And that unfortunately distracted me. So apologies to Davey and Casey for the nasty things I said about them. Apologies to everyone listening to this um, for not speaking to the microphone enough. <laughs> but it's been such a fun episode, despite all, all all that. You know, the distractions have just been so exciting, <laughs> and that. So I hope you bear bear with me and come back next week. Um, I promise I will do better next time. If someone sends you a skeleton next week, we're not even going to bother recording. No. <laughs> right, we'll just call it. Just okay, call it. Done. Just sit in the corner over there, yeah. Darren. We've got yeah. this. Right. <laughs> but I would like to say, in all seriousness, take care and stay safe wherever you are in the world um, listening to this. Um, look after yourselves and all of your loved ones. And until next time, good journey. You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast at Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram or have your say and email us toypowerpodcast at gmail.com subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher and please leave us a review otherwise we just assume we're awesome we are a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network check out all the awesome shows on this awesome network full of okay people want to learn more go to giantsizeteamup.com where you can find us whole lot more awesome shows well they're not more awesome than us but yeah. oh, oh, oh.